Welcome, cadets and captains, to another episode of M-Class Podcast. Hi, I have a weird taste in my mouth. Probably all that dig. Oh, that's not weird. No, that's a... Well... I mean, maybe we shouldn't weird. talk too much about this up It front. could be a weird dick. I'm Jeff. I'm Dick Sucker Josh. Cocksucking Jeff up in the beginning of the episode. Just we ruining got... the episode right out the gate. Yeah, there goes our SEO. Anyway, right? on this so, program, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, and we pick it apart. We tell you whether it's good or bad using our uh, patented Cochrane to Catfish quality scale. It's patented. Don't steal it. Don't. No stealing. Just like my favorite OC, Cold Steel the Hedgehog. Donut <laughs> Steel. Cold Steel the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> warp 1... It's a Cochrane, and it's bad, even though everything Zephram Cochrane was in was good. And yeah. Warp 10 is Catfish, which is from the worst episode of all time, and it's good. Don't question wa- the scale. Warp 5 is a Trip Tucker, who also loved Catfish, but it's the middle. It's the perfect middle for some reason. And but it's also a kind of a cat fit. It's look, it's it works. All right, <laughs> don't fucking question it. Okay, Just don't think about it too much. Well, in this episode of M Class, we're going to be talking about uh, the final episode in our uh, cosmic tome of thaumaturgy collection. Yeah, suggested by Axe Wizard. It's a uh, Bride of Chaotica. Uh, this is. Uh, was there something wrong with your Netflix? Mine was black and white. What's oh, up Josh. with that? Oh no! Did did yours? No, were Josh, they down it was, yesterday? It was meant to be black and white. Why would anyone want it to be black and white? Why would I watch something old and black and white? Lame. Did Zack Snyder direct this episode? <laughs> uh, this is Voyager season five, episode twelve. And it was actually directed by a dude named Alan Croker. Who Sounds is like Zack Snyder's alias. Alan Croker is a giant frog, I imagine. <laughs> he directed 38 episodes of Star Trek. He directed the final episodes of Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Pretty good for a toad man. It's pretty good. Toad men usually face a lot of discrimination in Hollywood. Not enough water to keep them wet. It's Do really toads difficult. Toads not go in water. Wait, one of them is frogs are born in water. Toads aren't. Yeah, but they both like water. They're both frogs. Get over it, toads. <laughs> toads trying to be special out here. Like, yeah, like you're a frog. Shut up. Uh, he directed 13 episodes of Deep Space Nine, 13 episodes of Voyager, only 12 of Enterprise though. Oh man, he, he had like a limit. Like after 13, he was like, I'm done. Apparently, he directed. Episodes of William Shatner's Tech War, which I we gotta watch at some point, right? We gotta do. We do. Though? I mean, yes, but do we? Though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he directed episodes of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, he did the new one. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That makes sense. They're all hanged out with each other. Yeah, Ronald D. Moore's Battlestar Galactica. Ronald D. Moore. The D stands no. for Dongus. Um, the he directed- stands for good director <laughs> uh, he also directed episodes of a bunch of shows I've never heard of okay. uh, Wonder Falls that, that's like a cartoon True Calling 
Also a cartoon, a crime drama cartoon. Jake <laughs> 2.0. Oh, that was on Nickelodeon? No, no, that was on a NBC. He was like a superhero or something. Oh, uh, Earth Final Conflict. Oh, well, that should solve that. Defiance. Okay. Alphas. I thought you were going to say Alf, and I got excited. Oh, no, sadly, no. Uh, Covert Affairs. Uh, sounds like a sexy show. And a show uh, I've never heard of, William Shatner's Tech War. So, he's had a long and illustrious <laughs> career. <laughs> he's, he's, he's seen some shit. Uh, this episode was written by Brian Fuller, who you may know as the dude uh, who wrote a shit ton of episodes of Star Trek, who was also uh, executive story editor on a lot of seasons of Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Yeah, well, he couldn't fix Voyager. Uh, he was the um, original guy who was supposed to be in charge of Discovery. He was the first guy who got replaced. Oh, did he do, like, anything? Any work on it? Or did he get replaced, like, after? I, th I think he was the pre-production guy. He got replaced when they went from pre-production to actual production. Did they replace everything he ever did? Because that show's bad as fuck. Um, probably not. I imagine that first any, season. I imagine Alex Kurtzman just claimed all the good shit for himself when he came in. <laughs> Although <laughs> he was like the sixth guy slotted in, so who knows? You got Kurtzman, Brian. You got Kurtzed. Kurtz, doesn't it? Oh damn, that's really good. Actually. That's how he talks. It's me, uh, Alex Kurtzman. <laughs> he wrote. Uh, not Alex Kurtzman, Brian Fuller wrote two episodes of Deep Space Nine, 20 of Voyager, and three of Discovery. Oh, I so bet they were back. good. <laughs> I've seen all three of these, and uh, they're all bad. Is it the first season? I've only seen the first season. Um, yeah, he wrote the first episode of Discovery, the second episode, and the third episode. And The best all... part of the first episode is when she's stuck in the brig and she has to get out. That's the best part. And after that, it's like, I don't care about this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all bad. It's all not good. <laughs> yeah, but Sorry. also the brig looks like the spaceship from fucking Flay the Navigator. And you're like, why does everything look like this? <laughs> Dude, uh, the bane of my existence is looking at any... Star Trek Twitter or Instagram media at this point because all of it is aimed directly at people who don't like Discovery and calling them racists and sexist and shitty. Like, maybe oh, I just oh, don't like we, the show. Are we like, racist and sexist and shitty? I don't I, think so. There are a lot of those type of people who were rallying up against the show to begin with, but at this point, like, I think it's okay to just admit that some people just don't care for it, and that's fine. It's totally fine, man. It's totally fine. It's fine if you fine. like it. It's fine if you don't. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. Just be cool, bitch. Just fucking be cool for a second. You, nobody. No, they can't. Nobody can. Uh, nobody can be cool. Except us. Except we're the best. We're the coolest. Yeah, we're uh, the coolest. Doing our Star Trek from... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's from January 27th, 1999. Oh, man. What a fucking day. Oh, what was I doing on January 1999? I was in 10th grade? I think I was uh, an infant, so... You were an infant. You, yeah, were, was... thir you were 13? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was 12? 13. I was born in 86. Was, you do the math at home. Yeah, well. 
So this episode well, is a, a throwback type episode to like um, Republic space serials of like the 1930s. Yeah, we watched uh, some Buck Rogers before, right? Yeah, First the stream. like purple something. It was hard to watch because it was such shitty quality. It it was really fun to watch on stream though. It was bad looking and also. Like, they kind of reference it in the show. They're like, that didn't happen. Like, there's a lot of that. Like, that never happened. <laughs> like, That's Harry's true. like, we didn't do that last was time. It, and he's like, oh, no, they just made it up. It was, was it Flash Gordon we watched, actually? Flash Gordon. Yeah, Purple Flash Death Gordon. from Outer Space. Yeah. Starring Flash Buster Crab. That's a real ass name. <laughs> I forgot about that. We made fun of that the whole time. Dude, we got fucking Frogman, now we got a Crab Guy. Buster Crab. Uh, (laughs) So if you've never watched any of those serials, like, number one, you should have been a patron so you could have gone to that stream and you would have had a great time. Yeah. Change Uh, your life. Number two, it's, like, free on the internet everywhere if you want to watch them. Go for it. Yeah. If, If you can sit through one, you've sat through them all. Yeah, they're all pretty much the exact same. That's why this episode is uh, so recognizable if you've seen even one of them. It's all this about, one's pretty good. I was surprised. Like, I thought I, this was much later. I thought this was like season seven, but they're already doing this you. shit. Yeah, they're already doing this shit in season five. Uh, I was surprised. For some reason, Like, I, I didn't trust Voyager to do a competent parody. No, um, but they they did. They did. It's actually really it's really fun. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was I was going to when I came in into it. Yeah, there were parts I like <clears throat> laughed. I was like, ha, that's funny, which, which is like, pretty rare. <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> Voyager. Um, and I like the captain. She's really good in this. You know, Kate Mulgrew is one of those actors who, like, whenever she gets a chance to do something different with her role, she really gets into it. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate that a lot. Because, like, Tom Paris is supposed to be Captain Proton, but he doesn't do any acting. He's so bad. Why is he bad? He's terrible. Like, Ensign Kim plays the role way better. Why is fucking McDonald Jones, whatever the fuck his name is, what's his name? Irish McWhitey. Yeah, he (laughs) sucks. Why? Why does he suck? Uh... Did he have Lyme disease when they shot this show? Was he just tired the whole time? Yeah, Robert Duncan McNeil is this kid's He's name. better in fucking Masters of the Universe than he is in this show. Who does he play in that? He plays the kid who plays the magical synthesizer from the troll guy who's not Orko but is. <laughs> huh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> and C- Courtney Cox is his girlfriend. That movie's crazy. Oh, yeah. Dude. Here's where my fucking brain is, right? When you said Masters of the Universe, I immediately thought the Revelations cartoon. Oh, no. And I yeah, was like, yeah. who the fuck is he in that? No, no, he's not. Okay, yeah, he's, he's Courtney Cox's boyfriend. Yeah. Who Courtney Cox, like, ditches to hang around with Manly McMuscles for the yeah, whole movie. She, she's like, I want to touch Ivan Drago's dick. <laughs> she's a little young for that. She's still dancing with the boss on stage. At this point. <laughs> I think she was probably in her 20s, though. Probably. And I don't think she was a kid. 
Courtney uh, Cox is like 75 years old. Uh, true. <laughs> you know what I find interesting if true. You know what I find strange is that like the whole cast of Friends looks rough because of yeah. all the plastic surgery. Yeah, but well, then, you're rich, you get plastic surgery. But then you look at Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who's okay. older than they are, and looks yeah. great. Yeah, no, she looks amazing. Like, how the fuck does that happen? Julia Louis-Dreyfus's family is, like, they're, like, quadrillionaires. That's true. She got the real good plastic surgery. They get space plastic surgery, where they get aliens take them and, like, give them a new body. They really just, like, shoot your face with lasers, and it comes out perfect. Yeah, it just molds your face, like, in... What movie is that where they do that? Face Off? Face Off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's beautiful. Uh, Everyone from Friends looks like I mean, Chandler looks kind of rough because he was, like, an alcoholic for years. Sure. You know the only one of them, and, like, he's the one who got the most shit, but the, uh, like, jokes and stuff, but they were all sort of good-natured, like, this guy's your uncle jokes, but, like, Joey's actor is the only one who didn't get plastic surgery, and he looks like a normal human being. He looks normal, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's older, so he gained weight, like, that's the thing, like... People don't tell you that. Like, when you get older, you just gain weight. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's body's like a hundred like, times harder to get rid of as yeah. you get older. Your body's like, I'm done, man. I'm fucking done. You need some fucking weight, dude. You're not moving as fast anymore. You're not going to be able to keep yeah. up with the pack to hunt. Like, you Pe- need some weight. Used to, people used to die at, like, 30. So, yeah. like, my body is in, like, fucking, like, free time right now. It's like, <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> you were supposed to die earlier, so whatever. Go ahead. Have that eighth slice of pizza. Who am I to stop you? Eat five cookies before bed. I don't care. Uh, I forget Joey's actor's name. Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Uh, He also has a much better attitude about being an ex like star than all. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the reunion. Was like, what's everyone else's attitudes? They pissed off about it. Um, they they all seem sort of hung up on it. Like, they're all, like, really sort of... The whole show is, like, really nostalgia-baity. It's, like, fully, yeah. like, misty-eyed remembering of the show and everything. Right. But, like, Matt LeBlanc is, like, just cracking jokes about it. And, like, yeah. ma- kind of making fun of the show and everything. I like yeah. that guy. Well, Schwimmer went on to direct, and, like, he's got his own thing. Courtney Cox is in, like, a million things. She's in that show Cougar Town. Yeah, that was on... Ten years ago. <laughs> Dude, there's not even any old vag in that show. What the fuck? Why would you watch it? I thought this was FX, where all the... We got the movies. FX stands for fucks. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, What was Rachel's name again? Fuck, I don't remember any of their real names. Oh, uh, Rachel from Friends. <laughs> yeah, Rachel. First name Rachel, last name from Friends. <laughs> Why don't we know? Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston is still in movies all the time. So Yeah, she's she's like a tabloid star too, right? Because of the Brad Pitt, and then oh, yeah. Brad Pitt got divorced, and then they talked to each other again, and the whole world had an orgasm because two people who used to be married talked to each other. Do you know Brad Pitt stinks? Yeah, I know a lot of actors, like, they don't bathe. Why? Because they're just fucking crazy, dude. Being actors, you're a dickhead. 
You just—I don't want to be stinky. That's like one of the worst things you can possibly be. My professor in college uh, went to a New York film festival and sat behind Ethan Hawke. Apparently, Ethan Hawke is disgusting. He stinks. Uh, I don't doubt that. He looks (laughs) gross. Uh, There are stories about um, fucking like the stinkiest actor. Wait, (sighs) I can't remember names today. This is a terrible day to be Brad Pitt. Uh, no, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, McConaughey, McConaughey, ho. Like, McConaughey came to Huntington, West Virginia, to do, um, We Are Marshall. Yes. And, uh, everyone who met him talks about how badly he stunk. Yeah, I don't know what It was like a teenager's bedroom, is what he smelled like. It was disgusting. Like, onions and cum? Like, he just, he smelled like... Somebody who hadn't bathed in years, just like why go to the maximum level? Why? Hopefully, nobody's eating while they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> why are you not bathing once a week at least? Right? Uh, there's like, a there's a um a restaurant in town who talks about like uh there there's like a, a little video you can probably still find on um YouTube. They used to own a restaurant in town when he was there, and he talks about how they had to fucking triple wash down the uh, booth he ate yeah, in like because it smelled so it. bad. What is up with that shit? Why? Know, man. It makes no sense to me. Is he just farting? Is he, What's he doing? He just doesn't bathe. Dude probably smells like butt hair. He smells quite bad, is what I've heard. Well... You know, Texas people. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Just lost a portion of our listenership. <laughs> what did you say about our my damn country? Uh, unless you live in Austin, then you're cool. Austin? More like Boston. Austin. That's Lit. a really bad put down in Texas. Liberal fucks. Uh, so this whole episode centers around. A holodeck program called The Adventures of Captain Proton. I like how they kind of flipped the script on the holodeck running amok in this. Yeah, it, it is. The holodeck doesn't get out. The problem comes from in the, in holodeck, the holodeck. Yeah. Which is really good. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, apparently, I don't remember this, but... Uh, Harry Kim is playing a character named Buster Kincaid. I don't remember them saying his name. Oh, you had to buy the special fig of of (laughs) Harry Kim that came with Buster Kincaid hat. Uh, But they're trying to save Captain Proton's secretary, Constance Goodhart, from the (laughs) evil Chaotica. Yo, the screaming, I was like, all right. It's um, so funny. Like I was la- like I started laughing harder every time it every happened time. again. Oh man. I was like, okay, I- I'm done. I don't care. Cuz all I could think about is like they hired this actress entirely because of her ability to scream. It has nothing to do with her acting abilities. <laughs> well, knowing uh the two Rick, Rick Berman and Braga, they probably were like, "Yeah, put on this outfit." Yeah. You put this up and scream. Yeah, scream for me. Nobody can hear you in space. Pretend your vagina's huge. <laughs> Berman's like, God damn it, Braga. God, every time. You're ruining my gross pervert boner. <laughs> Kurtzman gets it. I do. <laughs> 
Uh, we have no proof that Alex Kurtzman is uh, a sex pervert, but Google Alex Kurtzman and tell me if that motherfucker isn't a sex pervert or not. <laughs> Google image search Alex Kurtzman yeah. and find the picture that I always use. You look and at you the, tell me. Like the first photo of him, I bet. Let's find <laughs> out together live on this podcast. Alex <laughs> Kurtzman images. Is it on yeah, the, it is. is it it's the first, the first photo of it. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's me, Alex Kurtzman. Watch New Trek. It's good. Everything I do sucks. Uh, so the cool thing about the whole holodeck situation is that it's filmed in black and white. I There's a part of me that really feels like this was kind of a missed opportunity to film like really low grade and like add like film distortion and shit to it so it really looks yeah. like... That would be really cool and very like Bioshocky, right? Yeah. Where it would would I know what you're saying? I think that that would be awesome, but it would just give it like, and also they don't film the, they should have filmed it like much more static. They do some of that though, right? Where like the camera barely moves Doesn't throughout move. a whole scene. Yeah, it's very they play like. They should have kind of done that the whole time, and like, like I said, just make it look way more like an old Republic serial. That would have been really fucking fun. Yeah, it would have it, been cool. For what it is, it's pretty fun that they do black and white, especially like they color grade it to look like an old black and white TV. It's not like how modern black and white looks with sort of heavy shadows. Yeah, it's, it's all just shades of middle gray. It's all this, uh, like, like a, uh, like. Buddy Holly uh, video where they, you know, they, they like got in on this technology pretty early in Star Trek, like how they did it with uh, uh, Deep Space Nine, Trials and Tribulations. Like, it's all oh, yeah. sort of the same type of thing that they were doing. This is like before like Final Cut, where you could just like be like, be <laughs> yeah, black and white. That's true. <laughs> just <laughs> took a lot of like literal color grading. Yeah. They may have just filmed on black and white film stock, but I don't think so. It looked, it looked good like maybe they upscaled some of these because it looks it looked pretty good when i was watching it i was like yeah. is this is this it's upgraded a, it's a visually interesting episode for sure and i mean like it's it's weird to talk about like the different shades of gray like the different ranges giving like different feelings but like i i did a year of a web comic that was entirely black and white shades of gray so yeah. i had to learn the different feelings you get from different Black and white is sort of like, um, like a hammer. <laughs> like you use it for one. It's very heavy-handed, right? Like, oh yeah, black and white's tough to get a grip on. I feel because it's, it's it's also like if you watch a lot of older black and white shows and stuff, like earlier black and white stuff, like people will look like they're almost nude because they're wearing the wrong colors on the camera and yeah, their the outfits colors. match their skin tone in the gray. Yep, yep. Like, yep. once you get to, like, later stuff like the Dick Van Dyke show and everything, they know that, like, everybody's probably dressed in the gray tones they're supposed to be wearing. Yeah. It's tough, too, because, like, old, old movies have sort of, like, an ethereal image in our mind like what it looks like and like they do a little bit they, i think they do a good job in this episode because it's also kind of sepia-y you know like it's a little brown oh, yeah there's, there's a little bit of an overlay yeah. especially like when they start using the effects that are in color over top of it yeah you can see that there's a little bit of brown to it as well i just like the 
<laughs> fucking shoot those guys and they don't even care. I'm like, oh, whatever. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like they're like they don't even want to. Like Tom Paris doesn't even want to be in the holodeck today. He's like, ah, maybe because like, Harry is there. He's like, I don't care. I don't know. The whole idea is that they're supposed to be having a great time, but like Tom already knows what's gonna happen, and he just seems bored with it. He's not doing a good job portraying a guy who's like really into this shit. Is this one of the episodes in the time frame of Voyager when uh, Tom Paris is a just a fucking child douchebag for no reason. Like, remember there's like a couple times where he just gets demoted and he's just an idiot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is that in the middle of one of these? Because I, I feel like it is. I don't know. Well, the thing is, like, he's always a child fucking idiot. He's just a different flavor. Like, I but think this is during the period of time when they're trying to figure out what the fuck to do with him. Is and this they the, have, yeah. They haven't settled. I think... Maybe they're trying to move past his obsession with the 90s, because I think that happens earlier. Yeah. But then it comes back again, because they it's... couldn't figure out what the fuck to do with him still. I like that he has, like, a 20th century obsession, but I also hate that, like, that's his only personality trait. Yeah. <laughs> so he likes fucking cars and stuff. Like, okay... Also, like, car like, guys are annoying in real life. I don't want to watch one in Star Trek. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> the thing that I th- always think about is, like, how cheap was it when they were like, what can we do? Like, what can we have him, like, be into that'll make him relatable? Just make him into now. Yeah. That way we now can just use cool. shit we already have. But that was the 90s, baby. Everyone knew it was great. The problem with that is the 90s... Or when the eugenics wars are supposed to be happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But fucking Whatever. Sarah Silverman is just has a nine to five fucking security job at a museum or whatever. Like that's not how the world works. Sarah Silverman finds technology from like the future and she's in Star Trek. I guess. We haven't watched that one, have we? The Sarah Silverman one? Yeah. I don't think so. We haven't done like a time travel only set. I don't know. I'm looking that episode up. And it's got that guy who plays like a bad guy and everything and he's like super 80s actor. He's got, a super 80s actor? Yeah, he's got like a big head and a big face. Sure. <laughs> you know, how people look then. Future's End is the name of that episode. And that's where they get the hollow emitter from that guy. Oh, he, he steals it from the future. It's kind of like the episode with the uh, what's his name, Professor Steely McTechnology from. Inter- oh TV. yeah, Max Headroom. It's kind of like that. Yeah, the I I love that actor. Everything he's in, he's always really fun. Yeah, he always plays kind of like a, a psychopath. Like, and but he, he does it really good. He plays like a fun weirdo. Yeah. A fun psycho. And then he turns on like the scary and you're like, oh, this guy's crazy. <laughs> like he's in, um, uh, he's in Eureka, which is one of my favorite shows ever. It's like I, a comfort show. I get him and Murdoch confused a lot. Uh, in Eureka, he plays an Australian Bushman who is brought to this like super science thing because he's like. Uh, he's, like, one of the world's greatest hunters, but he's, like, completely insane. And yeah. he's, like, the dog catcher <laughs> in the town, because he's, like, the best hunter in the world. 
dude. That show was crazy. This show is so fucking fun. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll talk about Star Trek right after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. This urgent call to action. Mayhem is broken out of the dastardly domain of Ming the Merciless. Soldiers are urgently needed. Join me, Flash Gordon, and Team Flash as we mow down evil with Rebel Air Bikes. Rock the universe in the Trivivians. And space surf on our air sleds. It'll be a blast. So join Team Flash today. Otherwise, we'll return you to your regular... Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed those messages. If you would like to get your hands on some of those messages, we got a brand new segment where we let we let them out to the public on patreon.com slash mclasspodcast once a month. But you can also be advertised on the show. Oh, yeah, if you your want. advertisement could have been right there. If you shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com, we can set up... Uh, you can pay us, and we'll put your advertisement on the show. We'll do whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> Wink. Meet me out by the Taco Bell dumpster. Oh, dude, we get Taco Bell and sex? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Now we're talking. Now it sounds like a Tuesday night for me. What? Hmm. God, I'm so lonely. Maybe Taco Bell after the sex, because I don't think those go together in the other way. During. That's fine as well. It still hasn't kicked in. So uh, a problem comes up immediately when a subspace distortion appears uh, over some foam rocks in the holodeck simulation, and it's in color? What? It's purple? That's not a color that's in this show. Holy shit. But they can't seem to turn the holodeck program off, uh, so they just do a site-to-site transport to leave it. Um, Yeah, which I guess... Is easier than leaving the holodeck program. <laughs> like, I, I guess you. They didn't even try and say door. Yeah, where's like the door? holodeck door? Yeah, where's the arch door? Computer arch, but like they didn't even try that. They just site to site transport and leave that fucker running. They just I gone. Mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, in, in Voyager when they're like we're rationing out the holodeck time, they're just like leave it on. Who fucking cares? Just leave that shit alone. Leave the hose running while we're on vacation. Whatever. Uh, all I can think about, all I can think about when they left it on, because I've been playing Dark Souls so much lately, like Dark Souls Three, is they're gonna get invaded. Yeah. You can't just leave your character idling in the middle no, of a level. Have, yeah. Well, they do. Uh, the Voyager like gets dropped out of warp automatically against their will. And uh, a bunch of the systems go down. They can't even move. Like, they try and use the impulse drive, and it just it's going to, like, shake the ship apart. They get stuck in a space ditch. Yeah, it's like a sandbar in space. Yeah, good analogy. <laughs> it's like filling a balloon with too much sandbar. <laughs> uh, they all head on down to Astrometrics to meet uh, everybody's favorite, 7 and 9. Yep, she's like, I'm here, I'm hot, I got shit on my face, whatever. She, uh, she and Bolana Torres are there, uh, <laughs> natural enemies. <laughs> and Klingons and Borg, natural enemies. Tall and short, natural enemies. <laughs> Humans and Borg, natural enemies. <laughs> Borg and Borg, <laughs> natural enemies. <laughs> 
Yep. Um, but apparently space and subspace are unstable and intermixing at this point, and for some reason that's like dampening their control system only. I don't really. And yeah, also they're not the, in. They're not in real space. They're like part in like not like another dimension because subspace is like another dimension, right? Like sure. Uh, it seems weird to me. It would be like walking down a street and then your foot just like sticks into the concrete and you're like, oh, I'm in a water yeah. section. I yeah, cannot. you'd be like, or like you can't move your foot. Like you just feel like I can't move my foot. Like what the fuck is I this? I want a space sandbar. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of this in the Delta Quadrant. I don't know, man. I don't think I would go there. Like, the computer cores down, tactical holodecks, uh, replicators, they're, like, most of them are down, except, of course, the one that's running the Chaotica simulation, the Captain Proton. Also, there's only six replicators, and they can only, like, f- like replicate, like, Ilio's Pizza or some shit. <laughs> that's a reference I don't get. Um, it's disgusting. <laughs> They can uh, only replicate Frank's Pizza. That's a <laughs> reference for people who live near Montgomery, West Virginia. Is that a is that like a uh, uh, like a oven pizza, like a tombstone? Because that's what Elio's is. <laughs> Frank's Pizza is better than that, but it's still it's the only pizza place in like a hundred fucking miles. So it's the only pizza you're getting. What is wrong with West Virginia? That's not true. I mean, Charleston isn't that far away. But you the can't... pizza capital of the world, Charleston, West Virginia. <laughs> they have a peanut shop there. <laughs> That's so wholesome. It is, isn't it? I'm gonna go down a peanut shop. <laughs> you know, somebody, uh, somebody was talking about how uh, it sucks that like soft pretzels aren't like there aren't just soft pretzel places that you can go to. Like, mm-hmm. as stores, you have to go to, like, a mall or something. Yeah. Like, I want to live in a world where, like, people bring in a dozen soft pretzels and dips instead of a dozen donuts sometimes. They have that here in Philly. Yeah, there's... We ordered Philly Pretzels. Yeah. Whatever the name of that place is. Pretzel Factory? Philly Pretzel Yeah, yeah Philly yeah. Pretzel Factory. We ordered that yesterday. Yeah, they have that. It was good as fuck, but not everywhere. Like, hardly anywhere, actually. Well, the center of the universe, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, has it. Well, I mean, if the universe is a toilet, that's true. The universe is a toilet. (laughs) Have you seen it? It's terrible. Sorry, people who live in Philly, for not saying that sooner. Yo, what are you talking about? We got plenty of clean water. You do now, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, because of all the pretzels you're eating, soaking up all the (laughs) doo-doo. Oh no, <laughs> you dirt! But uh, fucking Neelix is in this episode, of course. Yeah, and he's like, the toilets don't work. Uh oh. Uh oh. Better poop in your food. <laughs> and he <laughs> I've can't been doing say, that already. He can't say like poop. Like he's like a fucking moron. Like he's talking to the captain of a fucking spaceship, and there's no toilets, and he's like, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> There are no lavatory functions. Just say that. I'd be like, yeah, we're at, like the toilets. It's a problem. The bathrooms. Like, are not we're going to have to get a bucket and put it in the cargo bay pretty soon. The uh, Janeway comes up with an idea that she learned about on the USS Albatani, which is a cool name. 
It is cool. Uh, they need to shut down the warp core and use minimal thrusters so they don't increase the resistance to their movement. A little bit of science here for you. Yeah. It's like a quicksand problem, right? The more you thrash around, the further, the more resistance you're putting up, the harder it's going to suck you down. Yeah, you get your estranged son to throw a snake in there and you grab it and you say, call it a rope, and then you get out. Oh, I don't know what you're referencing, but, um... Part time. <laughs> Part time. <laughs> fucking stupid. But, um, they all sort of agree on this plan, because who's gonna fucking tell Janeway no, right? It doesn't work. That's why. Back in the holodeck, they left it running, and they literally do get invaded. Yeah. Two photonic life forms show up, and they're dressed like 1930s suit men. I really like the way they look. It's very like men in black. Oh yeah, spooky. they're very like G men kind of. Yeah, thing. like like Hatman esque, like very creepy looking. I don't know. I thought it was cool the way they looked. They seem a lot more threatening looking than they actually are. They're just kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. They're they're explorers though, right? Yeah, they they start looking around planet planet X, but then like the heavy set like high guard of Chaotica. Uh, we learn his name is Lonzak later. I'm going to call him Uncle Lonzak because he looks like somebody's uncle. He does look like somebody's uncle. Um, which is like, I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but that's a really fun nod to the way actors looked back then. Yeah. They all just look like regular ass people no matter what role they're playing. Yeah, because like, they live the life of just like partying and drinking, right? Like... Actors in the 30s were just drunks. <laughs> yeah, drunks, and, like, they were all on laudanum and shit. Yeah, like, they were doing cocaine because it was, like, legal to do cocaine, yeah. so they were like, whatever. I'm gonna live forever! Opium. A lot of yeah. opium. Morphine. Give me some morphine. Uh, <laughs> but they get brought... Lonzak takes them before Dr. Chaotica, the ruler of the galaxy. Of the universe! And he, the one like photonic life form guy is like, oh, we're explorers from a photonic dimension, and we're here to like make to learn about your culture or whatever. And chaotic is like f fifth dimension. Yeah, you're invaders. Yeah, because chaotic is he's got like two speeds: horny and crazy. Horny and murder. Those are yeah. his two speeds. And you can mix them like that, Josh. Who? Oh, me? <laughs> yeah, mostly the first one. <laughs> mostly horny. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. morny. Morny. <laughs> uh, but he just fucking murks one of them immediately. And <laughs> I like how he's dead. Like, he's really dead. He's really dead, because he's a photonic being. All this is real. I love how, like, the idea that, like, the photonic weapons are weapons to other photonics. Like... How does that work? Like, yeah, I mean, they would have to be on the same exact wavelength of light and energy in order for that to be true, and that's that's kind of like a pretty big kawinky dink. I mean, we're like fully like uh, they played the two rib bones that made the same noise. <laughs> Hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Uh, in episode five, season five, episode twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, let's suspend our disbelief for a second here. Um it 
Also, doesn't the doctor get hit by weapons in the holodeck ever? Wouldn't that just kill him? Yeah, I just don't know why, like, there wouldn't be safety protocols, f- like, for photon. Also, like, why doesn't the program just save them, right? Like, I know they're nah, from not... Just dead. There's fuck. He's he just vapes. He's like, I'm gone. Bye. Full, fully dead forever. And then and the, the other, other guy just like, teleports bye. out. He pieces out. He's peace out. Yeah, he's like, Shit, <laughs> I'm out of here, man. Fuck this. And he goes back to fifth dimension where he's like, that place is fucking crazy. There's a guy with a laser gun. Oh my god, dude! Like. Everybody who knows this show intimately knows that uh, I'm following the story through Memory Alpha's write-up of it. And I'm adding in stuff that they missed and, like, discussing plot points as I go along. Uh-huh. I, it says, after three days of being stuck. I think that's what they it skips to. I oh, think it skips Holy ahead. shit, I didn't even notice that. They leave the fucking holodeck running for three days? Right? Like, how much power is that using? Right? Jesus. There's like, like a full-scale war happening in there, too, so it's definitely taking a lot of energy. It's, dude, it's like leaving... It's like turning the air conditioner on and the heat on and going on vacation for a week, and you yeah. come back, and your dad gets the bill, and he's like, What the fuck? <laughs> it's true. Um, Janeway needs coffee. She's every uh, white lady you've ever met. Who makes coffee her personality? Captain Karen Janeway. <laughs> oh, that was a step too far. Was it? I don't know. Like any, I wouldn't say white women only. Any office worker makes coffee their personality. She's like, coffee is the drug I need. It's socially acceptable. It's a socially acceptable drug. She's like downing it, and she's like, don't talk to me until I have my coffee. Teehee, it says it on my mug. Live, laugh, love. She points to Neelix's live, laugh, love (laughs) sign. He's like, that's my live, laugh, love sign. She's like, can we get one that says gather? Can we get one that says kill Tuvix? There's like a really fucking funny image that somebody drew. I'll have to find it and retweet it on them. I already did, actually. Janeway's holding a mug that says, Don't talk to me till I've killed my Tuvix. That's amazing. <laughs> Can you get that mug? I want it really bad. Can you just, what, are like Teespring or whatever the mug? But uh, Neelix is like, Oh, we only have a few le- uh, replicators and shit boxes that are still <laughs> functional. And she's like, oh, I'll leave it in your capable hands. And he's like, well, maybe we can draw up a schedule. And she's like, yeah, your hands, not mine. And she Yeah, we'll draw up a schedule for bathroom time. That's how it works. That's how bathrooms work. Maybe in the future when everyone's eating replicated food and it makes you, like, regular to the point of the second when you take a dump. Maybe. It's a future I don't want a part of, I think. I would like to have my normal... Actually, if that means I don't ever have to have uh, dairy-induced diarrhea again, I'm down for that fully. Oh, for sure. For sure they would cure you of this. Unless this you wanted weakness. it. This weakness. Your genetic deformity. It's my only weakness. I'm like super dude from all that. <laughs> it's like a CSI episode, and like it turns out... like. He got shot in the stomach with a milk bullet. Is <laughs> <laughs> that fucking great LL Cool J line? He's like, we finally learned what its weakness is. <laughs> bullets. Bullets. <laughs> that, uh, that shark movie. Uh, it's so fucking funny. That movie. That's sucks. one of my favorite lines of all time. 
LL Cool J, one of the finest actors in American history. Although my favorite line of all time is from Blade. Blade. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> Dude, I haven't seen that movie in like 20 years. It's one of my favorite tweets. I just tweeted that out with no attribution, no link, no preamble. I just tweeted that. And it's one of my fa- one of my most popular tweets ever. <laughs> oh, Blade. It's my it's my favorite quote. I wanted I wish I could go back in time and make that my high school yearbook quote. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, anyway, they try and use that new plan that Janeway came up with to uh, use thrusters at minimum power, but it just doesn't work. They get a little farther, and they're, it's tense, and then something happens, and they're stuck again. And it's like, God damn it! All this it's, science! You just described the whole show. This is the whole episode. <laughs> it's the whole show. It's the whole series. They get a little farther than they can. Then they find a wormhole or some spaceship yeah. that has magic and they use that. They get a little further and then they get stuck and they can't move. And then they go a little further and they get stuck and they can't move. Then there's pirates and then there's predators and then there's Borg. Da, 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 da. <laughs> this is the wrong theme to Sorry. this show. <laughs> I wish it was this one. <laughs> uh, there's weapons fire. Like, there's something about this episode that really stood out to me, and I hope somebody else picked up to on it as well. Uh, when Janeway is talking about her plan in Astrometrics, she says, "Back when I was on the Albatani, we had this plan to use to shut down the warp core and use." And then Seven of Nine fully fucking interrupts. Her oh my god! And she finishes bust, yeah. the sa- the sentence. She's like. She's like a child. <laughs> yeah. She's and a know-it-all. That stood out to me as, like, weird. Like, weird pacing. And it then, sounded weird. It sounded like maybe there was a mistake in the line and they yeah. covered it up or something. I don't know, man. And then during this scene, when Janeway sends Tuvok to, uh, like, study the weapons fire, she she says, uh, uh, on your way, Tuvok, and then looks at Tom Paris and instantly, without a breath, between the two phrases says, well, follow him. (laughs) So on your way to Bach, well, follow him. And I was like, Jesus. Well, before that, he is like chomping at the bit. Like he kind of is like, let me go in there. You know, but like, it's so fast. It reminds me, dude, I'm just fucking doing it. It reminds me of this whole episode. This is the last one for now. (laughs) It reminds me of a great community bit with Keith David, where he comes in and he says, well, how y'all doing? I asked a damn question. That's fucking great, yeah. (laughs) I love that shit. Anyway, I just do jokes from other shows on this now. I don't have to make up my own. That's the internet. (laughs) It really is. Also, does Kim go? Does Harry? No, Harry doesn't go. Nah, it's just uh, Tom, Paris, and Tuvok. Harry Kim's like, and I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> they they go to the holodeck and they're the purple rifts in space are shooting pew uh, pew bullets out and yeah. everybody's dead. They find uh, Goodheart, whatever her name is, dead. Why did they kill Constance Goodheart? Yeah, Constance Goodheart. I I keep fucking up her name because there's a a real Dick Tracy character named Tess Trueheart. I th- yeah, I think that's where they got it from, right? Yeah, it had to be. There's she's, no way. She's the not Madonna. 
in the uh, movie. Tess Truehart's the other lady. Madonna's yeah. breathless Mahoney. Yeah, she's the one who's like, is Dick Tracy gonna choose the boring lady? The no. boring lady who's like genuinely in love with him and isn't just using him? Or yeah. is he gonna choose the femme fatale? Is he gonna choose the spider woman or the lady who takes care of that kid? Whose name is Kid? His name is Kid. His name is Dick Tracy Jr. at the end of the movie. That's right, he gets to be the junior. Uh, so his name goes from Kid to Junior. <laughs> uh, but everybody's fucking dead on the ground. But then Tom Paris found, finds a robot. And there is a, a little funny back and forth. I love this fucking robot, dude. I do too. He's the funniest character in the show. Replace You made a perfect tweet. Yeah. Replace fucking Neelix with this robot. How is this robot not in more episodes? Like... Put the fucking hollow emitter on him and let him do stuff. <laughs> His name is Satan's Robot. Satan's and Tubox says, robot. of course. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? It doesn't even make any fucking sense. Satan's Robot. <laughs> uh, we learn that Tom Paris can uh, bullshit fix resistors in a robot. I like how Tubox like, a resistor? Like, he wouldn't know what a resistor is? Like... I do that love that he's like, like he's me fully... not knowing what a wheel is. That's true. Dude, he's like fully sarcastically like your skill with this technology is commendable. Yeah. Like he's fully sarcastic and Tom doesn't even notice. He's, he's like, like, oh, thanks. <laughs> he's like, hold this vacuum tube that I'm not going to replace with another one. No, I'm just going to put wires together and that'll work fine. Dude, it's crazy that my pop-up used to be like an expert in that shit. Because he's in the army. Oh, yeah. And, and now, like, <laughs> it's like, there's, like, a thing the size of, like, my fingernail that does, like, everything that he ever did in his life. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was like, on the cutting edge of yeah. technology, and now he probably can't use a home computer. No, he doesn't know how anything works, because it's all fucking microchips, right? Like I'm always, like, technology is easier than it's ever been. But old people yeah. still don't... They just refuse to learn. It's easier, but the concepts of electricity are are harder because everything's more complicated. So, like, like when you're dealing with, like, electronics, you're dealing with, like, n- like imaginary numbers and shit. It's like fucking magic, dude. Like, I, I guess a disconnect for somebody like your pop-pop would be that, like, he... If he pressed a button, he understood exactly what was happening exactly. when he pressed that button. And yes. we don't care about that. No, when we press the works. button, we just want it to do what it's supposed to do. Do its work. But he yeah. wants to understand what's happening when he presses yes. the button. Yes. Because the button for him was also a mechanism. Yeah, it was a just a for, switch yeah, that a did button something. For us, is like not even there. <laughs> it's no, like not a button, even a button causes something magically to happen yeah. on the screen. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there are people listening to this that definitely know what happens when you press a button on somebody something does. digital. Yeah, somebody does. Uh, I, I don't. don't. I'm dumb. Yeah. I don't need to know all the shit. Whatever. Who am I? Satan's robot? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I do love that Satan's robot is like, invaders from the fifth dimension, invaders from the fifth dimension. And Tom Paris is like, shut up. And he goes, he invaders him. from the fifth dimension. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I laughed, dude, I laughed at that. I don't know if that was like written in or they put that in because it's fucking hilarious. It's dude. so funny. I was a big fan of that. He's the best character in all of Voyager. Satan's he robot. Is. 
Satan's robot is my favorite Star Trek character. I'm a Satan Stan. Satan's robot Stan. Stan's robot. <laughs> I write letters about how I'm going to kill my girlfriend to Satan's robot. That's a reference to that Eminem song from 20 years ago. That's where the word Stan comes from. I'm supposed to know that because mm-hmm. remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird that that's just become like a really big fan of something and why? not like a guy who murders his girlfriend yeah. to prove he, he's the truest fan. Why is Devin Sawa's character from that music video a thing now? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they follow Satan's robot to the fifth dimensional invaders' distortions and they see the pew pews coming from it. Yeah, they figure and, out, oh, it's gotta be... I think they say size. It's gotta be aliens. <laughs> oh, uh, aliens, oh boy. I gotta figure, we gotta figure this out. Let's get out of but here. But Tuvok is like, let's relay this information to the captain, and Paris is like, no! Let's go to my rocket ship to get f- some more information. If I was Tuvok, I would be like, we can do both. Yes, I will go. You go do that. Like, we can, on the way to your rocket ship, I can call the captain and tell her what's happening. Yeah, we can do both, exactly. <laughs> but, um, the, uh, the guy comes back in, the dude in the, the photonic alien comes in. Mm-hmm. The G-Man. He, they're like, look, none of this is real, dude. And he's like, my kin, my kinfolk are being murdered, my kin. 53 are dead. And he's like, yeah, but it's not real, man. And the alien, like, uses his sensors, and he's like, wait, you You're people aren't real. real. Yeah. You're the facsimile. And then Who's... Satan's robot fucking karate chops his hand and knocks his weapon out. Yeah. And I they, forgot about that. The dude runs away, and they're like, oh, fuck you, Satan's robot. And I got <laughs> mad, because how dare you speak to Satan's robot that way. <laughs> the best character in this whole show, and you're shitting on him? Satan's robot is like a tall boy with arms. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, fucking uh, air conditioning piping for arms. <laughs> oh, I love him so much. Like vents, you know? <laughs> uh, back, on the, back in the real world, although which one's real to who? At Great this question. Uh, they, they have like a senior staff meeting and Janeway is like, uh, we're at war with an alien species that we can't communicate with and we can't even control the holodeck that they think is the real world. They have like such a problem with getting their minds around this one. And it's like photonic shit. Isn't a mystery to you. You invented it. First of all, like second of all, the doctor is a fucking hologram. Ask him. Yeah. Like it's, it's strange to me that like, it would be hard for me to wrap my brain around the fact that, uh, real life beings have infiltrated my video game. Right. And they live in a dimension where they're polygons. It's like a reverse Captain N. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like... It's like nothing matters to the humans. Like, they can get shot with that stuff. They're like, whatever. Like, yeah, which kind of takes the fun out of the game, doesn't it? If, yeah. If like, you get shot and nothing happens. I mean, the, like, you're at, like, the perfect advantage to, to solve this. Like, no, there's no harm to you. The only thing that's, is bo- like, bothering you is you're stuck. 
So Boy, they sure don't seem to give a shit about like the fifty three aliens that got murdered on their holodeck, huh? Dude, that's what happens when you mess with that death ray, son. You're gonna get murked. It's right in the name. Death ray. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even call it anything like euphemistic. They're just like it kills you. Well, they decide that they're going to play along as the characters in Captain Proton, which is a contrivance that happens in every holodeck episode. If we're going to end this program, we better play along. It's got to end. It's apparently a prison. Entertainment is a prison in this world. <laughs> Isn't it a prison in our world, too? Oh, think about it. <laughs> think about it. Go to Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash podcast for all your prison entertainment needs. <laughs> Oh, but uh, Paris is like, yes, yeah, somebody needs to play Chaotica's love interest, Queen Arachnia. Yeah. Arachnia like the spider, not like Iraq, the country. It's true. And uh, J- Janeway's like, I wonder who's going to play her. And he looks over at Seven of Nine. Yeah. But everybody in the room is staring at her. Yeah, this was weird. <laughs> this was weird because it's like why do they expect her to do it right like it's true there are three why? women in the room at the time yeah for some reason they all just because she's the queen right oh yeah i guess that makes sense she is the queen she says and, it at the end and she's like horse horse shit i'm not doing this <laughs> which is pretty wild for 1999 i didn't sign up for this <laughs> bullshit not till i had my coffee and then she fucking lights up a stogie <laughs> but they all head back to the uh everybody convinces her first they're all like you'd be great at it we have to we have no choice it's a role of a lifetime like if somebody ever said that to me i'd be like what are you talking about what is this 19 we're trying to, we're trying to unstuck our ship dumbass what yeah. are you talking i'm about? not an actor i'm a captain but uh <laughs> The doctor is going to be the president of Earth. and <laughs> Give him a little patch. Which is really funny. He's just dressed like a gentleman with a patch. <laughs> He's like a reporter with like a fedora and glasses. And a, and a patch. The patch makes you president. If you own the patch, you're president. That's true. If you kill him and take that jacket, you're the president. It's like a golf. It's like the green jacket in golf. <laughs> but uh, they're all going to go into the holodeck and play their roles. So Janeway needs to be coached a little bit on how to be Chaotica. And she gives some of the best facial performances of her entire career. Like She's great. You kidding, motherfucker? Dude, she's great at everything. I love Kate Mulgrew. Yeah, Kate Mulgrew is a champ, man. She's so good in this show and everything she's ever been in. Yeah. Anything you ever see of her, you're like, oh, no, like she's really good. Uh, which, that's sort of like the, whether a show has like, like strengthen its muscles or not is whether the captain is a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, TOS got away with having Shatner as the captain because he's a good actor for the time. Uh, you mean the best actor in American history? Hmm. You mean the best guy that's ever lived? Uh, yeah, he definitely has no problematic views whatsoever. <laughs> What a good dude. Wait, isn't he like... What is his problem now? He hates young people. So, like, what's yeah. his deal? He hates everything. He's, um... I don't want to give him a platform, because I don't... No, I honestly he's, don't He's, know. like, weirdly conservative, and he's, like... Because he's old and white. 
He's like uh, super sexist. Yeah, he is sexist. And yeah. like every time an issue comes up, he's like on the wrong side of it. Yeah. He's just an old, angry white boomer. Yeah. He'll be dead soon. Here's hoping. But, um... <laughs> I mean, he's pretty fucking old. It's He is. He's like 90 or something. He's like really yeah. old. He's pushing like 95, I think. He's old. But, um... I mean, like, there's a reason... Like, say what you will about Scott Bakula, but he's he's one of the weaker captains, acting-wise, but he still does a good I job. I can't believe you would say that about Scott Dracula. Scott, Well, not Scott Dracula. He's the best. Oh. He fights Blade. Blade. <laughs> the French Blade. 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 <laughs> it's fancy. Um, back in the program... Yeah, what's going on? They go in, right? Well, the idea is they need to get... Janeway needs to pretend to be Queen Arachnia and get Chaotica to lower his lightning shield so that they can disable yeah. his death ray this with is their funny. destructo beam. This is funny because it's like... They're kind of making fun of Star Trek, too, right? Where they're like, it's not shields, it's lightning shield, it's not phaser, yeah. it's ray gun, right? And it's like, yeah, you're talking about Star Trek, I get it. There's a really stupid contrivance that I think is really funny where they're like, and by the way, Chaotica sent a vial of her irresistibility pheromone potion yeah. to Chaotica and he keeps it by his throne if you ever need it. And and Janeway's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the if the father of her child can't say that to her... <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> if the father of her salamander baby can't say that to her, who can? Oh my god! I once got paid. I mean, people probably remember this. I once got paid, uh, commissioned by a client to draw Janeway and Tom Paris getting served their own catfish baby by Neelix at a dinner. That's art, man. And Janeway was psyched about it, and Tom Paris was freaking out. And it's the best comment I've ever gotten on a piece of art. <laughs> Somebody said, "This is fucking sick." It's who art. would even who would even waste their talents making this disgusting garbage? <laughs> I like how they're sticking up for a salamander that never was alive or real ever. No, they're more angry with me. They're a real angry person. that you drew it from a it's, thing that never happened in real if, life. If you see it, then it's real. That's right. It is, it's art, baby. Dr. Chaotic orders full power to the death ray. And L Uncle L Lutz. <laughs> What's his name? Uncle Lanzo. <laughs> L Un Uncle White Lando. Lunky? I don't remember. Lonzac. Like, he's like, I love death rays. He starts jerking off. Oh, man, it's pretty gross, honestly. Yeah. But um, Janeway comes in as Queen Arachnia, and she's wearing this giant, like, neck piece that's, it's like, webbed behind dope. her. It looks amazing. It's super, like, early Star like, TOS Star Trek. Looking. It really is. Queen Arachnia could be a character in TOS, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Probably was. She could be a Satan. She could be a Satan. We don't know. Well, she can't die, as far as Chaotica knows. That's true. Uh, Chaotica is trying to fuck hard. He's trying to fuck. He's trying to get in big time. <laughs> and uh, she's like, have a seat. 
on my throne and he she sits down and she's like hmm this feels right somehow yeah yeah because it's captain's chair it's the same thing and she's like oh my spider ships are coming to join in the fight so i need you to lower the lightning shield and he's like why yeah we just send them straight to the fight and she's like oh they they want to pay tribute to you yes they need a poopy break too so lower the lightning shield. And he's like, ah, oh, that sounds amazing. I I'll love lower this. it. But only <laughs> if you marry me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'll marry you, but only if my fleet can witness the event. So lower the fucking lightning shield. Yeah. Lower the shield. Lower it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Will bullshit. they lower the lightning shield? Find out after these messages. If you had a friend who was a king, what kind of a gift would you give him? Well, there are many people of prominence who have been thrilled to receive this. Zenith's famous nine-band transoceanic, the world's most exciting radio. Powered to tune in the world, you'll find every Zenith radio from the famous transoceanic to the tiniest pocket transistor is built in the Zenith quality tradition, including super-sensitive FM-AM radios, handsome table and clock radios, and powerful solid-state portables. Over 100 radios to choose from, priced to fit every gift budget. At Zenith, the quality goes in before the name goes on. If you're buying a radio for a king, a friend, or for yourself, why not get the best? Welcome back. Wow, what a cliffhanger we left off on. Uh, nothing about the lightning shield happens for a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some other bullshit happens. Like, nothing important. Like, I look, looked away to, like, do something. I was like, okay. <laughs> like yeah, just, you know, like, sometimes you're just like, oh, all right. The uh, doctor shows up in the holodeck. That's right. And he's, As the president yes. of Earth. And he uses the device that uh, the photonic aliens dropped to signal the guy back to, into the holodeck. And when he shows up, he's like, it's me, the president of Earth. I'm here to help. Do you like eating captain's wafers? Try new Milton's captain's wafers. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. But uh, he's like, well, uh... Oh, oh why should I trust you? And he's like, oh, well, we have a common enemy. And he's like, oh, chaotic. Like, he's fully serious about yeah. it because these people are getting murdered. It's like a real-ass thing for It's a guy. real problem for this guy, but it's a fun yeah. adventure for our heroes. Yeah. Um, I guess if they acknowledge that 56 people got murdered, it would probably put a damper on all the hijinks. Yeah. it's <laughs> They could have just, like, not said that. And just yeah. been like they're at war, and like you never know, right? Like, like maybe no, no one dies. Like who knows, right? Like maybe the, the only the one guy died. That would have been all right. Yeah, I can deal with one guy dying. Fifty gives a fuck though? about that guy. He had like one line, but yeah. um, he didn't even have like, a holographic wife or a son to care about. <laughs> they're holograms. It's not real to me. That's how everybody <laughs> in this episode acts. Yeah, fuck it. 
But he's like, uh, how will we stop Chaotic? And he's like, don't worry. Captain Proton, agent of Earth, is on the case. <laughs> this is where, like, the show gets, like, loses itself a little bit. <laughs> where you're like, now we're just in a Captain... And, like, I know that's the point, but it's like... Why would he say it like that? <laughs> yeah, Captain Proton's real now. Yeah, like, why would he say it like an idiot? But I guess he is the doctor, and he is an idiot, so... It's true, he's playing hard into it. He, he wants yeah. to be an actor, not a doctor. Yeah, this episode, he wants to be an actor. <laughs> he wants to be a golfer, he wants to be an opera singer, he's trying everything. He wants to be captain at one point, he wants... He's like my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> he wants to do everything. <laughs> Hmm, wonder what that means. Anyway, uh, the aliens, like, uh, if you can defeat Chaotica and shut down his death ray, then uh, we'll leave and never return. And they're like, okay. Instead of being like, wait, we're explorers too. We're trying to meet new species. Yeah. Instead, they're just like, sure, fuck off. That's what we want. Yeah, you made us be in a pothole, so fuck you. Uh, our heroes, Captain Proton and Buster Kincaid, head to the rocket ship. Yeah. And Satan's robot is there, which makes it the best scene. <laughs> and uh, Tom Paris is like, I'm going to delete this whole fucking program. Somebody else can save the universe. <laughs> Satan's robot is like, fuck you. Fuck you. You were my father. You created me. It's very, uh, pretend friends. <laughs> Robots with, with fathers. And, yeah. yeah, fathers, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> everybody's favorite character, Lonzak. <laughs> Uncle Lonzak. Is preparing, uh, Arachnia for a wedding. And Arachnia's like, oh, you gotta lower that lightning shield, right? And he's like, hmm, why do you keep asking about the lightning shield? He breaks character, he's like, bitch, why do you keep talking about this fucking lightning shield? You sure are preoccupied with that shit. Yeah, I don't understand know. why, because I'm an idiot. Yeah, what is your problem? And then Lonzak is like, Captain Proton is on his way! Nice. And Chaotic is like, target him with the death ray! And she's like, wait! She grabs, she knocks out the guy operating the death ray and steals his ray gun and holds it with her pinky on the trigger. <laughs> Dude, she's like, like super like Spider-Woman from Noirs where they're just like, they can't even hold, because they're feminine, right? They can't they hold the They have to hold gun. the gun silly. Yes. They don't know how to fire a gun like a man does. And uh, <laughs> uh, Lonzak is going to shoot, but it doesn't hurt her. Uh oh! And they're like, "Oh no, she's invincible!" And she's like, "Your puny weapons can't harm me!" Ga, 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 ga. And then they're like, "Force field rings!" <laughs> Hit her with the confinement rings. And they they preface this earlier because uh, Paris is like, "Yeah, but you can get trapped and shit, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's still a game. There's rules." If she gets trapped. And Chaotica shoots Captain Proton's ship with his death ray. And it starts to take a nosedive. They're crashing! Like they did the last time. And the ship, the Voyager, is being pulled even deeper into subspace. Uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. Stupid life imitating art. <laughs> uh, Proton, Captain Proton keeps his rocket up. 
he yeah, keeps he does. His, keeps his dick up even in harsh yeah, times. He does. <laughs> and uh, Chaotica is like firing, and Arachne is like chained against a wall now because Chaotica has a very specific fetish. Yeah, he can only uh, fully Chaotica when someone's chained up. That's why uh, Goodheart. Yeah. What was her first name? You remember that Constance. Constance Goodhart. That's why she was chained to a wall. He's like, he also loves high-pitched screams. Yeah, he's big into that, like, like, kind of like maybe this is not a, a healthy thing. No, he loves the whips and chains. <laughs> yeah, he loves he's them. Like, ludicrous. He's ludicrous. <laughs> I was thinking he was like uh, Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Oh, whew. he's not like Rihanna, trust no, me. I've seen me. Rihanna. <laughs> I've seen Rihanna and you, sir, no Rihanna. You are no Rihanna. <laughs> uh, Arachnia pulls out that potion, that pheromone potion that she had earlier. Oh, she stole it. She pockets it. Yeah, right? and she like cartoon wafts the stink across oh, the room. Oh man, I cannot believe there wasn't a finger. Pl- like, <laughs> come on, come on, guys. Like it goes under Lonzok's nose and he floats over yeah, on it. He floats over and that doesn't happen in this. Are you kidding me? That's the saddest part of the whole episode. What a oh, really the saddest part of the whole episode is that Satan's robot doesn't come back. Yeah, Satan's Robot needs a, his own spinoff. <laughs> uh, Lonzak is like entranced by her and he comes across the room and he unties her and then he just gra- she grabs his gun and shoots him. Yeah, she just kills him. And then she, she shoots Chaotica as well. I love that because it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, why like, would she you? lowers the lightning shield and then like he grabs onto the fucking death ray and she shoots it and electrocutes him to death <laughs> what, the, what the fuck man and they all run into the rescue but Captain Janeway doesn't need a rescue no she's Captain fucking Arachnia bro Captain Chaotic is like laying against the death ray and he's like my queen, death holds no sway over me. I will return for revenge. It's so evil. Then he dies, I guess, to be reincarnated. Yeah. He dies, and then the screen plays the end in front of them, then a question mark, and Chaotica's laugh. <laughs> There's a super missed opportunity where they should have gone back to the bridge and Paris should have been like, so where to next, Captain Arachnia? I mean... Uh-oh. And then they and then they all laugh and there was a freeze frame and then, then the credits roll. I thought you were going to say they go back to the the bridge and fucking Chaotic is there and he's sitting oh, in the dope. chair and he goes... <laughs> that would be dope. And then the episode ends and the next episode begins without even mentioning it. Nobody cares, yeah. <laughs> they never mention it. They never mention it again. Damn. Maybe Chaotic is in a cell. You go to the brig once and he's just in a cell in the background. <laughs> he just looks out. <laughs> uh, so what do you think about this episode, Josh, on the Cochrane to Catfish... Catfish? <laughs> <laughs> the Cochrane to Catfish uh, patented warp scale. I really liked this episode. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. Ooh. I thought it was super fun. It, it like, as far as Voyager goes, it, like, 
ticks all the boxes of like, okay, that makes sense. This makes sense. Like, I don't know. It, it like it's really hard to make Voyager like run into shit. I run like un, um, pun intended and also not intended. Because <laughs> um, like sometimes they just do it and you're like, oh my god, this is so lame, right? Like obviously they need something to do, but yeah. this was like a fun twist on that. Eight. Yeah, because this is a Voyager episode, I think I'm gonna give it eight point five. Yeah, right. I mean, and that's part of it too. Is like we're usually pretty hard on Voyager, but when Voyager is good, we are also like this is like graded on a curve, right? We definitely like, grade Voyagers, yeah, good episodes higher, higher than we would grade like a TNG episode or a Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Voyagers in like a different class. Like Deep Space Nine's like honors. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. TNG is like AP, right? Like yeah, I would say, Voyager is in re- like the remedial class. Voyager is in like Earth science. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go eight point five, which um, is crazy. I'm sure I'm gonna give a lot of like genuinely amazing episodes an eight point five. I would watch this one again, though. Like I, would too. I don't, I don't remember this one being this good. It's sort of. Shouldn't be as good as it is, I guess, right? Because usually hologram, holog, uh, holodeck episodes, I'm kind of like, ugh, God, you know? Yeah. For the most part, like, I'm like, eh, yeah, okay. But this one was, was cleverly done. Oh, I agree. And I think there's something to be said for the fact that everyone was having such a good time yeah. doing the episode that that comes across to the audience. And the best part is Dr. Robot Satan is a part of the crew now in my headcanon. Oh, man. I'm going to miss Satan's robot. I think Satan's robot is going to join Nagilum. Put Satan's robot in Astrometrics with Seven and just have them <laughs> interact with each other. And, like, she, like, likes him because he's more, like, relatable to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. That would be great. That's- Whatever you say, Seven of Nine... There, there are certain characters like Satan from Megas Two, and <laughs> uh, Nagilum and Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, and I think Satan's robot is joining that M class pantheon. The Rushmore of dope <laughs> Satans. <laughs> They're all Satans. Well, Quetzalcoatl's not a Satan, but no. to Christians he might be. <laughs> we love, we love a Satan on this show. We're big we fans goddamn, of a Satan. We goddamn do love a Satan. Uh, I just found out a little bit of a John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. Okay. This episode's plot was created entirely from the ground up because there was a fire that damaged the bridge set. It's why they never show, like, part of the bridge during, um, some of the scenes on it. What? How does that even happen? I don't know. I imagine that shit's all super flammable. Yeah, it's all glued together with fucking glue and shit, right? So, but, like, how does... I mean, there's lights and shit. I know it, it does happen, but, like, I don't... It's 1999. <laughs> it's not 1939. No. Fires no. happen, dude. Fires aren't restrained by time. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, when Tom Paris and Harry Kim go to Planet X, and Harry is like, this looks suspiciously like the mines of Mercury from the yeah. last episode. yeah. That's an in-joke, because that set is uh, called the Planet Hell set, 
and mm-hmm. it's used for a bunch of different subterranean and cave scenes from the first season of Star Trek The Next Generation. They just That's brought it dope. back. That's great. They probably had to... It's, I would love to have been, like, the set designer who, like, calls in the order to Paramount. Like, can you get me the Planet Hell set? And some guy's like, oh, God, oh, I don't know where that is. <laughs> oh, jeez. And it scrolls back, and it's the fucking warehouse from Indiana Jones. Oh, man. <laughs> and he doesn't and know where it is. It's all just full of, like, rock props from all yeah. of Star Trek history. Yep. This is just the rock setting. The gateway is there. Fucking what else? The Gorn gun, the spike, <laughs> the dick, the dick stalagmite is there. Uh, it deserves a place of glory amongst. I wonder where that is. I do you think that exists? It might. Someone I'm might sure it was it. repurposed for something else. Oh, I would love to have that. I would. Put it, I would get like a fucking case for that shit, and it would be like in the foyer. It'd be the first thing you saw when you came in my house. <laughs> uh, apparently Tim Russ was real excited for this episode Does he like this? Yeah, he's fa- apparently a fan So here's the thing I didn't know And that everybody else did And I'm going to assume everybody else did And that I'm an idiot sure. Tim Russ is the Spaceballs comb the desert guy Yeah, he is We ain't found shit I did not know that Yeah That's a, that's a John Larroquette, James Avery fun fact of the week for you right there I had no idea until, like, last week, and I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> it, like, blew my mind. I was like, I didn't know that. That's uh, that's sort of like the... I think that was part of the first trivia night that I did. That was one of the uh, questions. was it? I wasn't at that one, so I never learned it. We do need to do another trivia night. I'm, I've been kind of planning it. I'm just trying to get the trivia together. What is Yes We Do? <laughs> Oh no! I, we definitely didn't do answer in the form of a question, but there's like a we were in the Discord, which you can join at Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast, and we were all in a chat room, and I basically asked the questions, and there was a website you would go to and sign into, mm-hmm. and it had a buzzer, and you just click the buzzer to buzz in, yeah, and it would good. show me the order people had buzzed in. It was cool. It was fun as hell. Everybody had a great time. Our trivia is different than most in that we prefer the answers in the form of an answer. Yeah, like a like a genuine smart person would prefer like a it. correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate those type of rules where like you have to say the answer a certain way or you lose uh, it. The game, it's the game. Uh. I liked I liked Jeopardy when Alex Trebek was alive. I'm not a big fan of it since they keep picking the wrong hosts. Yeah, they, they should have picked LeVar Burton. My mom loves Jeopardy, and she didn't think he was that good. But my mom's got stupid opinions about stuff, so... He, for the first half of the week, was, like, really nervous, and you could tell. Yeah. Like, he knew, like, he was filling in big shoes, and he was, like, worried about it, because everybody was sort of depending on him. Yeah, they were counting on him, yeah. But then, like, the second half of the week, he did a great job. Yeah, you start doing, like, 50 of those episodes a week, and you're going to be like, whatever. <laughs> the the producer of Jeopardy did a week, or two weeks. Yeah, that guy, yeah. And then he chose himself. Yeah, and then the he show. fired himself. And then he fired himself because of all, all the sexist, racist things yeah, he said. Yeah, he said some stuff, yeah. And they they're doing a primetime television version of Jeopardy that's hosted by the lady from the Big Bang Theory. 
Mayim Bialik, who was Blossom. Her best friend Six will not be there. Remember Six? Six was, I was like Six. I don't. It sounded like Sex. And she was cute. Oh, so I see. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Uh, you don't remember Six? I don't remember, what is that, from Blossom? Yeah, she was kind of like a cool Kimmy Gibbler. I never watched Blossom. You know, there was a movie that I watched when I was a kid that ended up on uh, Best of the Worst called mm-hmm. The Skateboard Kid. Okay. And, our, <laughs> fuck, was that what it was called? I forget, but Kimmy Gibbler's in it. Oh, yeah? And I was like, why is she hot? As a kid, I was like, she's hot in this. What the fuck? <laughs> you thought, like, Kimmy Gibbler was Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, I was like, I thought she just had to be Kimmy Gibbler forever. Like, yeah. I didn't know you could, like, go into a different movie and be, like, a hot girl. I <laughs> I remember seeing the first uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids when I was, like, seven years old. And I'm thinking the sister was so hot. Honey, I shrunk the kids, huh? And and now you look at her and you're like, that's just like someone's mom. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that could be like someone's mom. She's like 25 in that movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Right? She, but when I was, she just looks like the mom. Yeah. But when I was like seven, I was like, oh, my God. I had to think for older girls growing up because they got yeah. babysat by like a lot of older girls and I always had a crush on them. I, uh, oh, Matt Frewer's in that, uh, Max Headroom. Yeah, he's the neighbor, yeah. Yeah. Like it's that. Saturday, Zelensky, give it a rest. <laughs> <laughs> I also love Rick Moranis. Yeah, he's great. He's, that movie's really good. The second it's, one is terrible. Oh, yeah. I think Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is one of those movies that has, like, a, a silly title so people overlook it, but it's, like, yeah. a really good movie. It's a really cool, like, Disney movie when Disney movies were generally pretty bad. Yeah. Like like the whole Lego set is really cool and they find that giant cookie and that's like really fun. Uh, I would love a giant cookie. Yeah, I remember I mean it's for a little kid, right? Like being a little kid like you're like, oh my god, this would be so cool. I would love a giant cookie. I don't like the giant ants. But it would be cookie. It would literally be the worst thing that ever happened to you. Oh yeah, you would die instantly. It would be you wouldn't even be able to breathe. I think they talk about that in the Honey I Shrunk the Deep Space Nine episode. Oh yeah, like how are we breathing? They're like you can't breathe out there because the molecules are too big yeah. for your lungs. I don't know how that works, but that's a good question. Um, ants breathe, but I guess they're specifically designed. They breathe through their skin. I think the um, I had a thing for like older girls as well because I had a huge crush on um, uh. Kelly Kapowski. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, like, the first crush I ever had. Yeah, I saw a picture of her, like, from that time period the other day, and I was like, yeah, that's why people liked her. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's why kids grew up with this, like, crazy, like, if if you went to school with anyone that looked anywhere remotely like her, everyone had a crush on that girl, right? That's true. I I went to school with a girl named Samantha who looked like her, and everybody had a crush on her. Yep. Yep. Ridiculous. It's and it's wild because like uh I I watch like the college years, right, where they're like in their twenties. Yeah. And I guess they were all in their twenties for the last few seasons of the show anyway. Yeah. But um and you see like Kelly and Jesse and Lisa and like Jesse and Lisa are just as hot. 
Yeah, no, they're they're yeah. <laughs> Lark Voorhees, super. Yeah, hot. before the plastic surgery. I haven't seen her since then. You shouldn't. Yeah, keep the memory. I, alive. I won't. I'll keep the old Lark in my heart. Man. Yeah, and Kelly went on, or not Kelly. Uh, what's her name? Jesse went on to just show her gooch and everything. So, yeah, she wanted to be like taken seriously as an adult actress, so she did softcore pornography, basically. Yeah, but like, that's just do real pornography. Showgirls is uh, it has some real uncomfortable ass nudity in it. <laughs> I don't remember it. I only, I only saw there, it there's like, like much a later. sexual assault scene in that movie. Oh yeah, that's not. Yeah, all right. I I I only saw it like once, and I was like, that'll pull your pants the... right back up. Where's the, the dicks going in the vaginas? <laughs> That'll yank your pants right back up. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. <laughs> Not jerking off to that. No thanks. Fast forward. Uh, so tell us at Twitter, at M Class Podcast, which, which one of the Saved by the Bell girls did you have a crush on? <laughs> or did you have a crush on one of the guys? Maybe it was Slater. Hopefully it wasn't Screech, because that dude's a fucking piece of shit. He's dead now. He died. Well, sometimes <laughs> sometimes that happens. No, I mean, he was a giant human piece of garbage. Yeah. That, that dude... Really, like, it, it should have been Zach or Slater. Like, it really yeah. shouldn't have been Screech. Or maybe the homeless dad. <laughs> homeless dad? Was that fucking Rick Springfield? Wasn't he, like, the homeless dad of the girl... Right, like Zach is oh, out yeah. with the girl. Zach was like dating the girl, and her, her was actually homeless. I remember that. Episode. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Rick Springfield. Maybe I could be wrong about that, but it's somebody. And I was like, wait, what? Maybe you had a crush on Zach's shitty dad. I, who, you never saw the dad though, did you? No, you did. He was like uh, he was like a dilf, I think. Oh, was he a dilf? Uh, well, now Zach, Zach is the dilf in the new one. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't call him a dilf. He's alright. He doesn't look terrible. His name is Derek Morris. Look, just watch Riverdale. It's the same show. <laughs> true, 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 true. There's a there's a photo of uh like whenever anybody asks me like who should play me in a biopic, yeah. I always say Mark Paul Gossler should play me, the guy who played Zach. Because <laughs> there's a photo of him with a beard and it looks so fucking much like me. <laughs> Look at this fucking 80s Dilf with his 80s suspenders. Sure. The fucking tie doesn't match the suspenders. Here, I'm going to send you this photo of Zach. Yeah, I want to see... I want to see... Hey! <laughs> hey, he looks alright. I was like, damn, he looks like me. <laughs> I like that look. I think he looks great. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to send you a photo of somebody who should play me. Can uh, I send it to you? Stinky ass Brad Pitt. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's who. Hold S- on. Smelly old Matthew McConaughey should play Josh, I think. Alright, alright, alright. So Mark Paul Gossler is like twenty years older than me, so he probably shouldn't play me. <laughs> he probably should. How do I get back to you? How do I get back to you? Chat. I'm holding my hand out. I need you. This is who should play me. I'm ready. We're just like taking up time of the podcast. <laughs> of course. 
for any look, everybody at home, if you follow Josh on Twitter, what did he just send to me? Yeah, tweet you, at us what you think I sent to Jeff. Pause the podcast right now and tweet at us at M Class Podcast what you think what character from what fucking show do you think Josh just sent to me? Yeah. Okay, now that you've paused and come back, it is of course Cheryl Blossom from fucking Riverdale. Yeah. She should play me, but then also I'm in it as me, and it's like a Loki thing, and we fall in love. Okay. Uh, I think <laughs> Satan's robot should play me, and also I get to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love Satan's robot. S- Satan's robot, uh, I've hyped him up enough that he'll probably never be mentioned on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> no man, we could have done this for the Satan's collection. We need to. I'm gonna get a tattoo of Satan's robot. I think <laughs> in black and white. Oh, that'd be perfect. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't know what color he would be otherwise, so I guess it would be Silver? black and white regardless. I want to get a, a tattoo of Satan's robot, but he's like surfing and he's like holding a margarita. And it says, surf's up, dudes. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. Hell yeah. Let's get matching (laughs) Satan's robots tattoos. (laughs) If you're a real Trek boy, you'll get it with us. Yeah. Go get it and send us pictures of it. I think it's enough episode for one day. Especially since we have to do another thing after this. Oh, we do? Look, head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as $1, you get access to behind-the-scenes contents, wallpapers, a Discord full of your fellow Trek boys, and uh, at higher levels, you get more stuff, like Jeff and Josh shoot the shit, emails a week early, you get uh, commentary tracks for movies like Rumble in the Bronx and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990. Yeah, the good one. You get a new podcast that we're keeping up with. You motherfuckers thought we weren't going to keep up with it, but we're doing it. It's called. Well, what have we never kept up with? Uh, M Class Etc. is the only one. I was, we ended M Class Discovery because no one liked it. Nobody liked us. <laughs> yeah. We were bad guys for that one. But we, we didn't continue M Class Etc. Although I do have a good idea for it. I told you earlier. Yes, I know. It is a great idea. But, um,. It's a podcast, a short-form podcast about Space Ghost Coast to Coast, where we're going through every episode of the series and talking about our thoughts in 10 minutes only, hard cap. It's called Coast to Coast in 10 Minutes. Mm-hmm. So check all that shit out. Plop down more money. Become a captain. No one on Earth can call you a double dumbass ever again. That's right. Double dumbass on you. If you if you don't do it, you are a double dumbass. I said. Uh, follow us on Twitter at M Class Podcast. We started getting a little influx of followers recently. We hit seven hundred the other oh, day, shit. so that's let's pretty get fucking to a thousand. Yeah, let's get to a thou, everybody. Let's get to a fucking thou. Yeah, let's do it. That's uh, at M Class Podcast, and if you want to be a part of our next show, M Class Email, if you want to shoot us a fun little email that's short pause for effect then you could shoot it over to mclassemail at gmail.com do it how else can they help us josh they can give us a review on itunes and i think you can on spotify 
just write us a review. It doesn't have to be nice or bad or anything. It can be whatever you want. Uh, legally, we can't tell you to write a good review, but... Mm-hmm. Write a review. <laughs> write a review. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and making our show what it is. If it wasn't for all of you folks, especially our patrons, uh, we would not be here today. And a special big thank you goes out to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. Hot tunes for the summer. Check out Vitizen. He's on. been in my dreams. Vitizen belongs in your dreams, dude. I know. Have you seen him? He's a handsome gent. Woo! He he's a smoke show for I sure. I would let him take me out behind where the pallets are and just have his <laughs> way with me. <laughs> we have pallets on the satellite am, everybody. <laughs> That's still pallets. a thing. We don't. We did not keep up with the satellite M shit. We're at all. still there. I'm in space. Everything's We're in, in space. space. Technically, yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back in one week with more M class goodness. So bye bye. Hail Satan's robot. I'm mentally ill. 